Welcome to Kansas City Confidential, a podcast where we hear from the people behind Kansas City's local restaurants, businesses, and personalities. I'm your host, Sari, and today's guest is Jana, a local influencer and blogger who has been sharing her fashion tips and trends for over 10 years. She has been a finalist in Best of KC for Best Influencer four times. Jana has also been featured in local magazines like Her Life Magazine and Voyage Magazine. Here is Jana to talk all about her life in the influencer community and her tips on some of the latest trends. Casey Confidential. Casey's Confidential. It's so good to see you again. You've been influencing and blogging for a number of years in Kansas City, and your focus is primarily on fashion. Can you share a little background on yourself and how you started sharing style tips on social media? Um, I'm Jana Meister. Um, I'm a local Kansas City blogger and influencer. I started my blog about 10 years ago after I had graduated college. Um, I had gone to college in Chicago and moved back to Kansas City, and I had worked a number of years in retail. And I had a friend in Chicago who had started a blog, and she was like, you really need to do this. It'll be great for you. Get yourself out there. Show your style. Maybe get a, a job or make a connection somewhere else. So I just blindly started a blog and had no idea what I was doing. And so my background is in fashion merchandising and I have several years of retail, styling, and a little bit of writing in local magazines. And I've done some um, on-air fashion segments on the news. So um, just like a variety of different things. But um, yeah, background is fashion, styling, lifestyle, and the blog has just been kind of a weird evolution into the influencer world. I didn't anticipate that when I first started it, but here we are. <laughs> How would you explain and categorize your sense of style? Um, well, I I'm I, I like to dabble in the trends. Um, I love color. I love floral. I love prints. I'll try anything. Um, the blog has been a good way, a good outlet to do that. Since I'm photographing myself all the time, um, I can see if I like the way things look on me. I learned how to pose and, you know, just wear things that fit my body. It's funny how taking a photo can just, you immediately know if you like an outfit or not. So there's been times where I've done blog photos and I absolutely hate them, (laughs) but it's helped me learn what I do and don't like on my body. I have actually used that trick when I was doing personal styling, I would tell my clients that, you know, let's take a couple photos of you in the outfit. If you, if you don't like it, then you know, you're not going to like wearing the outfit or you may love it and not have realized it looks so good on you. Um, So it's funny how taking photos of outfits has really like helped me find my style and what looks good on me. You started your blog 10 years ago. So much has changed in the fashion industry in that time. We have seen a sort of resurrection of trends now that were really big in the 90s and even some trends that were pretty big early on in the 2000s. Are there any trends that have made a comeback you are really loving or even trends that you wish would have stayed in the past? Um, it's so funny to see different things come and go. There's been things like that I've gotten rid of that I was 
thinking, oh, I should have kept that. Like, you know, all, all the 90s stuff, denim, wide leg denim, all of that make a huge comeback. Um, it's actually fun, though. I've had some fun styling those looks and realized, hey, I miss wearing jeans like that. You know, they're really flattering. Make your legs look really long. And so it's funny to see things come back in a cycle. Um, but that is a really big trend right now that I have been loving. It's just like a wider laid denim or flare boot cut look, which I've seen a lot of people on Instagram wearing here recently, too. So that's one that comes to mind right away. I agree. I have been loving the flare look. I have one pair of flare jeans that I always hold on to because I feel like every few years they have a moment and I always enjoy being able to bring them up back out when, when they're trendy. And as far as what you are posting on social media, are you focused more on giving recommendations of what pieces look good together and how to style something? Or is it more focused on sharing where you're shopping and where you're finding items that you're adding to your closet? When I first started blogging, it seemed to be more of how and how to wear it kind of thing. I feel like when I first started my blog 10 years ago, a lot of people were using Pinterest to show different looks and styles and how to wear things. But I feel like it has definitely transitioned here lately. It's more about like instant shopping. Everyone wants to know where you got that, how much it was, where's the link. So I try to kind of stay in the middle. I know a lot of people who started following me in the beginning were following me because I dressed you know a real real body shape and I like to be that everyday style that was relatable um, so I try to find a middle ground just showing like my personal style but then also making sure I'm sharing the links and current trends and where you can find them where you can get them now so it's just it's kind of one of those things like a like a, a game between what people are wanting to click on and see and then also sharing where they can shop it. That is a really good point because of this mentality of needing something right now and have to have it because it's trending. Instagram and other social media platforms really have become the way a large part of the population shops. Even local boutiques adding the links right onto their stories or anything they post, being able to click it and order it within minutes has really become the norm for a lot of people. And I think there is this desire to always be trendy and always having the the newest looks. People want to get it instantly. I know that when influencers post about something new at Target, whatever that item is seems to fly off the shelves. There have been a handful of items that I saw someone post about at Target. And when I went to go look to see if they had my size, every color and every size has been sold out. And this seems to be happening more and more with influencers sharing links to these looks that are seemingly really trendy right now. Yes, especially those brands, the everyday brands. You know, a Target is huge, but I've even seen like the Walmart hauls, the Target hauls, the Kohl's hauls. Like people want to 
go shop right now. And if it's like a local store, like they could get too quick and get the item or just click on it instantly. I know all of us are so like instant right now. We need it. We, we love that look. We want to buy it this moment. So I feel like that's where influencing really took off. And I can see why it's such a valuable marketing piece for these brands because, you know, we want to like see what it looks like on our friend because or my sister, you know, like sharing our clothes. It's like, I don't know. It's a little bit different than seeing it on the website and seeing it on a friend. Being able to see these items on people we know helps make it more relatable, which is something you mentioned earlier. How important is it for you to feel relatable on social media for your followers? That's really important to me. I think that's like one of the main reasons, one of the main reasons I started my blog is because I knew that there was like a need for that. People didn't feel connected to what they were buying or seeing on websites and, you know, just seeing it on a real person, a real body, like someone you see out and about, like there's so many times like people have come up to me, I don't know, at Target, like, hey, I follow you or, you know, I don't know, just feel like seeing clothes on a friend rather than seeing them on a model or just like an image in a catalog or a a website or a magazine. It's just more relatable to shop that way. It is so nice to be able to get on social media and see a variety of bodies. We have come so far in the world of body positivity and inclusivity. Even when you go shopping, there are some stores that have started having fuller figure mannequins. I think it is so important to have influencers all over to represent these real bodies and can show a variety of individuals, not just the classic model look so many of us grew up with thinking that is what beauty meant and that was the beauty standard. Having influencers who feel relatable to their followers is so important, especially those sharing fashion and style tips because their followers can see someone share an article of clothing and say to themselves, oh wow, that looks good on them. Maybe it will even look good on me. And I think this tool can even help people get out of their comfort zone to try new things they might not have if they hadn't seen someone who looks like them try it. And being able to see like-bodied people can even give someone the confidence they need to wear something they want. Yes. And honestly, I feel like that has helped me as well. Because there were so many times when I was like, oh, I can't wear that or I can't try that. But then I would wear it on the blog and I would get all these comments about it or I would see people clicking the link. So I'm like, oh, I mean, I can make that work for me. I feel like it goes both ways. I can show it to someone else and I gain confidence in myself too that I can wear certain trends that I never thought I could wear before. So I don't know. It's been cool to like build this and like see the following and the friendships that I've made through my blog and the confidence on both sides grow. Where would you say you get your inspiration from for the outfits you're putting together and your overall style? Um, I, well, Instagram, seeing other influencers, what other people are sharing. I love real magazines. I still buy a ton of them and I love to trend research and color research and just try things in the store. You know, I love to go shop in real items in the store, touch and feel clothing fabric and try things on and mix and match things. And I mean, I, my background being in retail, 
that's where I always go for inspiration, just like window shopping or go and look around and see what, what everybody's got in their windows. And I feel like that I've drawn a lot of inspiration that way. Um, and then just, you know, trying, just trying things, mixing and matching and trying. Have there been any trends that you tried and you were surprised you ended up really liking them? Uh, I'm sure there has been. <laughs> I can't think of one in particular, but I mean, I try stuff all the time, but I mean, I know that there's things that I absolutely hate when I try them on. I'm like, oh, I thought I was going to love that and I hate it. Um, and then there's always things that I gravitate towards, like girly dressing kind of persons. I don't know. I'm just like not afraid to try anything. But also if like I don't really like the way it looks like when I do photos, I won't share it. I don't know. Just like a trial and error kind of thing. But I can't think of like a trend in particular that I haven't liked. <laughs> I'll try anything. I think that's great, especially being in the fashion realm and trying to promote different trends. You kind of have to try everything at least once so that you can then give advice as to what you think works well together and what doesn't. It's great that you're willing to try anything so that followers are able to see the content you put out there and say, I trust what she's saying because she doesn't always stick to the same thing. She's trying different things and looking at different kinds of style pieces and what works well together. Yeah, I will try anything for sure, but... I mean, if I feel like if I feel like my followers aren't going to like it or it's like way too, too out there, I don't know. I'm, I'm kind of I, at this point, I know kind of what people like and what they're looking for on my page and my website. So um, I've kind of found my niche at this point. But I mean, there was a time when I didn't know that. So I just just try it. I always say that to friends and who ask me about fashion. I'm like, if if you like it, try it, you know fashion is fun and you should make you feel good. So if you like wearing it, if it makes you feel good, then just do it. The best way to figure out what makes you comfortable and confident is trying different things. So I think that's good advice to give anyone wanting to expand on their fashion just to try it. And we mentioned earlier taking photos and you had said taking photos of yourself in an outfit is a great way to see if you love or dislike an outfit you have on. Being an influencer and having to constantly take photos of yourself, what are some of the negative aspects of having to look at yourself in photos all the time? Um, yeah, I've it's one of those things. It goes up and down. Like sometimes I'm like, oh, I like love everything right now. And then there's other times when I'm like, I hate everything right now. Nothing looks cute. I'm not feeling anything. I don't know. It kind of comes with the territory, I guess. Um, and I try to not really like feed those voices in my head if I hate something. Um, it's like, that's a tricky thing about social media. You know, we're, we're always showing the highlight reel and the good stuff. I feel like everyone who's creating content and on this side of things has been through that where they just like aren't happy with the way they look in something or maybe you're having a bad day or whatever, but I just try to stay positive. And if I don't like something, I won't share it. You know, that's the good thing about being a blogger and um, creating your own content is you're in control of it. So if it's something you hate or don't like, then just move on to the next thing. As you said, it sort of comes with the territory. I think it's normal for anyone, not just people in the blogging or influencer world to feel like you don't look your best in certain photos. I can definitely relate to the feeling of overanalyzing photos of myself and being really hard on myself. You are your own worst critic. And in these situations, it's easy to go over and nitpick every little detail about yourself 
no one else would notice except for you. It's hard when you are having to keep up with content. And when the content is you and photos you're in. Over the summer, I had a period of feeling insecure about my smile. And I'm not sure where this insecurity came from, but you know, we're all human and everyone goes through periods of feeling confident and feelings of indecisiveness when it comes to our appearances. Being an influencer and having assigned content and promotions of yourself that have to come out can be fun and exciting, but it can also be really tiring at those times when you're not feeling your best. Yes. And there's times when I'm like, oh, this picture is amazing. I can't wait to post it. And then I'll post it. And then I'm like second guessing it like, oh, is it as good as I thought it was? Or it's kind of tricky sometimes. I think you just really have to stay in a good headspace and you have to know that, you know, what you're creating is appreciated by your followers or they wouldn't be there. And I think even sometimes I turn the like count off or I don't look at the comments for a while, you know, I just let it, just let it sit. And then I come back to it later. I don't know. I just feel like I've had to find certain ways to deal with it. And I mean, there are negative comments. If you're creating content, you're going to get some negative comments. And I think you just have to be confident in yourself and just know that it comes with the territory, but you're going to get way more positive comments than negative comments. So just try to think about that (laughs) instead of the negative. What would you say are some of the misconceptions of being a blogger and an influencer? Um, I think a lot of people, especially now, not when I first started blogging, but we spend a lot of time at parties or events and we get a lot of free stuff. But I mean, that does happen. But I, I feel like, you know, there's a lot of hard work behind the scenes and there's a lot that goes into it. There's a lot of time and commitment to creating content consistently and making relationships with brands and other bloggers and influencers. And there's just so much more to it than surface level, what everyone sees on their Instagram. Um, So there's just a lot, lot more to it. There's a lot more time commitment for sure. It looks glamorous, but there's a lot of stuff behind the scenes. You, myself, and so many other local influencers, blogging is not our full-time job. I think many of our followers see how much we post and don't realize we have a full-time job outside of social media. What is it like for you having to juggle your personal life, your social media life, and your professional life all at the same time? Yeah, I have a full-time job. I know a lot of bloggers and influencers do. I have for the majority of having my blog, I've also worked full time. That goes back to, I put a lot of time and money into my blog to keep it going and, you know, putting money into my wardrobe and photography and all the things, lights, the cameras, the computers. Um, There's a lot of expenses to blogging and doing it as a business. So um, I have a most most of the time of having my blog the last 10 years, I've had a full-time job or a couple of jobs, lots of things going on. Um, but I think that also comes with the creative space. We are busy bodies. We like to do a lot of things, be a lot of places and it's, it's a lot, but I love doing it. And you just know you're going to be working late, writing things late, editing photos late, and then working in the day. But It's fun and I love it. So I wouldn't do it any other way. What are some of your favorite partnerships or things that you've done in the last 10 years that you've been able to share on your blog? Yeah, I I mean, I always have 
a huge heart for local Kansas City entrepreneurs and brands. And I've been so lucky to work with so many in Kansas City, um, Tivol Halls, um, several boutiques all around town. Um, I've gotten to meet so many people. It's been amazing. And then also I've written for a lot of local magazines and publications. So that's been fun. And I didn't see that coming when I started my blog. I didn't think that I would be able to do that, but that's been amazing and such a dream. Um, and then I've also worked with some national brands, Macy's, um, Nike, Bobble Bar. Um, I've done some fun stuff and it's been amazing. I like had no idea when I started my blog that I would be able to connect with so many people locally and nationally. Um, so that's been an added bonus, I guess. Um, I really thought when I started my blog, it would be a hobby, something that didn't last very long. You know, it would just be something that would help me create an online portfolio to possibly get a job. Um, I had no idea 10 years later, I would still be doing it and I would be meeting still amazing people and doing so many things like this. Podcasting is exciting. And I feel like it's kind of a new realm that's like connected with influencing and blogging. Every time I open my email, there's, you know, something else going on or another event to go to, another person can, to connect to. And it's just, I don't know, it's always an evolving thing. It is always exciting when given the opportunity to work with a business, but it can be hard to juggle on top of what else you have going on. It can be tough to keep up with everything because there's always something going on and there are always new businesses opening, which is great and can lead to more opportunities. As we mentioned earlier though, with having to juggle so many things at once, it can be hard to manage what you're doing and everything you need to be doing, but also trying to take on more and agreeing to more partnerships. Being able to divvy out time for each thing is important when handling so many things all at once. Yeah, I think as I've done this, I've gotten better at that. I think when I first started, I was so in the hustle. Like I didn't want to miss anything. I wanted to go to every event. You know, I wanted to meet every person. And I think now, like since I've done this so long, I, you know, I want to be at everything. It's just not doable and still working full time and having a family. I just don't want to like wear myself out like that. I would rather be doing it in a balanced way than running myself to the ground, um, which I have done. I feel like everyone is guilty of that, especially when you're trying to run a business and start something and you're so passionate about it. It's hard to say no. And I think I've had to learn that the hard way. I don't know. I think that's a learning curve too. I think it's just something you have to learn as you go, what you want to be a part of, what you're okay missing, and really what brings value back to you and your blog um, at the end of the day. So I think that's just been something I've had to learn as I've gone along. It's been, it's been hard. I don't ever want to miss anything, but sometimes you just have to. On top of that, as an influencer, it can be discouraging when you're seeing events going on that you either weren't able to make or weren't included in. As humans, I think it's natural to compare ourselves to others. And I think there's a lot of comparing yourself to other influencers, especially when you're seeing them attend events you might not have been able to attend and fit into your schedule. There's that feeling of FOMO when that happens. So do you ever get that feeling of FOMO? And if so, how do you handle it? Oh, yeah. 
I mean, everybody wants to be invited to everything, you know, that's just, I think it's just natural, especially here in Kansas City. I think we have, we have a good group of bloggers and a lot of us follow each other and we all kind of see what we're doing. So if something goes on and like, I can't be there or I didn't get invited, it is hard to be like, oh, it's fine. You know, there'll be something else. But I I think again, that that's something I've had to learn as I've gone along that, you know, you're not going to get invited to everything and it's okay. You know, maybe it wasn't the right event for you. Maybe it's not really quite your niche. I know that like there's been a lot of restaurant openings and things like that. And sometimes I'm like, oh, I wish I was there. But I know I, I also have had to learn like, okay, well, that's not really going back to your what you're working for with your blog, like you're really fashion oriented. And I don't know, I just think you can't be everywhere. You just have to be okay with it. (laughs) On your social media, how much of your personal life do you decide to share? You know, what goes into your decision making and sort of the boundaries you've set up of how much of your actual personal life you're willing to share? There's been times when I've I've shared a lot of things about what's going on in my personal life. And then there's other times when I dial it back and I'm just, you know, just gonna keep it simple and back to fashion and my blog to be an outlet for myself as well as for whoever follows me. So I don't want it to ever be like feel like pressure to share too much or like I feel guilty for not sharing too much. So I just have to kind of see, you know, how I'm feeling. But there's been times when I've shared a lot. When I was getting married in 2016, I documented like every part of my wedding from the beginning to the end. And I wrote about it in a local magazine. And I feel like when that was over with, I was kind of like, oh, I that was a lot. Like I need to take a step back from that. Um, but it was a moment that was fun to share then. And then now you know, I don't always share as much about my personal life, but it just depends on how I'm feeling and what's going on. And if I feel like it's authentic or not, I think that's a huge thing. If I feel like I'm pushing myself to share, then I just don't. But that's come, I think, with time as well. You know, whatever feels natural to me. You have to go at your own pace and you have to set those boundaries, especially when you spend so much time on social media interacting with people on there, it can be a struggle to step away and realize not everything in your life has to be posted if you don't want it to be. Like I said, it's it's sometimes it's like people are just showing the highlight reel. You know, it's not it's not like your everyday everything. I feel like some people do that really well naturally. I don't know that I always do. Sometimes I'm just awkward. <laughs> I just like to stick to the fashion most of the time, but I mean, I will share here and there. It just depends on what's going on. You see these like in real life reels and all this sort of thing, Mm -hmm. but I think, you know, something that I have decided to post on my page is I try to not put any filters on any selfies that I take and add to my story. So one thing I do is posting pictures of my sweaty self after a workout that I do not put a filter on. I try to do that because I've had so many conversations with women, especially in the influencer realm of people saying, oh, a day in my life, but they're 
their like hair looks like they just had a blowout and they're like done up. And so sometimes I think even though the things they're doing could be a real day in their life at the same time, there's always that little like, you know, not everyone looks like that seven days a week or when you really have tired days. So um, yeah, it's good to be able to take a step back and just realize that in the influencer realm that people are strategic in what they post you know, it's important to share what you're comfortable with. And some people might not be comfortable sharing certain things. And that's okay, because it's your platform. So you have to do whatever feels best for you at that time. And I just feel like people can, they can tell your authenticity by what you're sharing. And if you are pushing yourself to share something that you wouldn't normally share, I feel like it is obvious to your followers. So I don't know, I just try to try to be me because that's why people are there and that's why they started following me in the first place. I I love my Instagram and my blog and that's my outlet also. So sometimes I don't want to think about my real life. I want to think about fashion and shoes and clothes and accessories and that's it. <laughs> that's a good reminder what you just said that people, you know, followed you because of you and what you were doing. And so it's a good reminder to say to yourself, these people didn't follow me because of what someone else was posting or information that someone else was posting. They're following me because of my opinions and what I'm saying. So I think that's a great reminder when helping of trying not to get in your head during those times. So I I love that. Trying to share our true self and, and that's how we made the connections that we've made. I mean, I think especially here in Kansas city, there's such an amazing group of bloggers and so many girls that I become good friends with through our Instagram and our blog. So I think we all have a voice. We have all of our own voice and an opinion to share, style to share. You know, we're all sharing fashion, but we're sharing it in our own way. So I think that's something to remember when we're posting and try not to be so hard on ourselves. I know that's hard, but. Speaking of Kansas City, what would you say are some of your favorite things about Kansas City? I love that there's just so much going on here and I feel like it's just like not well known how much we have here. I love that there's so many local shops and boutiques, just so many different areas of Kansas City. It's like a big small town and I really love that about living here. Everyone's so friendly and It's just a fun city and there's always something going on. I wouldn't live anywhere else. I died and I came back here for a reason. I love it here. What would you say are some of your favorite places to go in terms of shopping? I live in the Lee Summit area. So I shop downtown Lee Summit at the boutiques down there. I shop out at Summit Fair and I also love the plaza and of course, like the, the local malls too. I mean, I'll go anywhere and go shopping. That's why <laughs> that's why I started a vlog. I shop too much, but yeah, I just, I don't know. I love finding new boutiques and new little places to pop into and I love unique stuff. So I love a lot of like, there's a lot, lot of handmade jewelry places in Kansas City. And um, I love like finding unique pieces like that. So I'll shop anywhere. <laughs> if there was one thing that you could change about Kansas City, what would it be? That's a hard one. I know Kansas City is a huge sports town and rightfully so. We have some amazing things going on, but I wish that we got the fashion cred that I feel like we deserve with Fashion Week and there's a ton of designers here and a lot of makeup artists and just artists in general. 
um, stylists. We have some amazing people here in Kansas City doing some awesome things. And I wish that we got kind of the the fashion cred that we deserve. You know, everyone thinks, especially like when I was going to school, everyone was like, oh, you're going to have to go to LA or New York or Chicago. Like you can't stay in Kansas, Kansas City and work in fashion. So I just wish that we got a little bit more overall cred for what we have going on here. I do think Kansas City, like many other cities, really embraced the athleisure style when it became its own category of fashion. But I do feel like I've seen an increase in people dressing up more, wearing trendier clothing out. I'm not sure if that's a result of the pandemic and people feeling they're overwearing sweatpants all day, but I have noticed more and more people dressing up and looking super cute whenever I'm out and about. But to your point, there are so many awesome stylists in Kansas City and designers as well. Kansas City Fashion Week is such a fun event to see some amazing local designers and the lines they come up with. I always enjoy seeing what people wear to Fashion Week and all the unique styles and outfits people put together for those shows. For anyone who has not been to Kansas City Fashion Week, I highly recommend the spring show is actually coming up this March. It's definitely a, an event you need to go to if you're into fashion in Kansas City. Um, even because it draws a lot of designers, not just from Kansas City, but the entire Midwest. And it's it's funny because Kansas City does have a garment district and there is a garment district museum. After World War One. They say that one in seven women wore a dress that was manufactured in Kansas City. So there was a time when Kansas City was at the height of fashion and design. And it's so fun to see that coming back around, especially here in the last few years. Um, I think there has been a resurgence of fashion designers coming out of Kansas City. And um, it makes me proud and I'm excited to see where it goes, but I I wish that the rest of the world could see it. (laughs) That is such a cool fact I did not know. It's fascinating to learn little details like that about our city. There's probably so much history I am unaware of when it comes to Kansas City and fashion, especially given that we have a garment district. So that's a great fact. Speaking about your fashion, The holidays are right around the corner. Are there any trends in particular you are excited for and are planning to share on your social media? Well, you kind of hit on it. You were saying how you think people are kind of coming out of their shell and getting back to, you know, dressing for occasions. So I definitely think this holiday season people are going to go all out glitz, glamour, glitter, all of it, because we haven't had a chance to for the last couple of years. So I think everybody's ready to just sparkle and shine and have a moment. And I think that that's what this holiday season will be about. Um, Have fun, dress up, wear a red lip, wear a fun heel, um, a sparkly dress. And I just feel like everyone is just so ready for that. And I'm excited to style a few of those looks also for the holidays. Do you have any of your own holiday outfits picked out yet? I have a few ideas, um, but I've been kind of looking online and seeing some of the trends, sparkly pants, tuxedo jackets, um, lots of dresses, um, jewelry, sparkles, all of it. 
I think that we're all ready to just wear everything. Yeah, I just feel like we are all we've all been casual for the last couple of years and it's fun to see what everybody's wearing and even, you know, I I've seen some holiday things already popping up on Instagram, um party looks and yeah, I'm it makes me happy to see everyone dressing up again. <laughs> I always love a good reason to get dressed up and to put an outfit together. I am someone who finds joy in matching my makeup and earrings to an outfit I have planned. So I'm excited for this holiday season to see what people wear. And as you said, I think many individuals are looking forward to doing the same, having events to go to, and not having another year feeling they are stuck at home. And maybe this year some people will step out of their comfort zones and try something new. Yes, and I would tell everyone, just do it. Just have fun you know, just try it. Why not? (laughs) Is there any content you have planned coming up you would want listeners to keep a special eye out for? Just, I have a lot of holiday content I'm working on and coming up, but you, you know, happen to follow me from this podcast, make sure you say hi, leave me a message, send me a DM. um, Let me know what styles or things that you're looking for for spring. Um, I'm already doing a ton of spring trend research. They just announced the color of the year a couple of days ago. So I I don't know. Just just say hi. Let me know you're following and what you're looking for. Where can people follow you on all social media? Um, So you can find me on my blog, janastyleblog.com. You can find me on Instagram at janastyleblog or Jana underscore Meister. Um, And then I'm also on Facebook at janastyleblog on Facebook. So yeah, just find me there. Everyone go give Jana a follow on social media. And thank you so much for being here and sharing some style tips. I can't wait to see what looks you put together for the holidays. Of course. Thank you for having me. Listeners can follow Jana to find all of her style tips and trends on her blog and Instagram. You can follow me on Instagram at Casey by Sari. This is the last episode of the year. I hope everyone has a wonderful holiday and we'll see you next year. Casey Confidential. Casey's Confidential, yay, ooh, Kansas City's best, ooh, Casey Confidential, Casey's Confidential.